This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Mr. Fan TV Podcast, on YouTube, as seen on TalkSport. Talking everything Leicester City. Run by the fans. For the fans. Hello and welcome to the Leicester Fan TV Podcast, where we're going to be talking about all things Leicester. Uh, we've got a couple of topics to talk about today. Firstly, we're going to talk about Everton. Then we're going to be talking about West Ham. And then we're going to be talking about whether we think that Brendan Rodgers has turned things around or not, or whether it's just a you know just a lucky sp- uh, spell. So, firstly, Reedy, I'm going to talk to you about Everton. You were at the game. How did you think we performed? Uh, watching it on TV is obviously very different to watching it live. But what did you take from the game? Um, I think it was a pretty good performance. Uh, obviously. As well as Sam said, it was again it was a poor Everton side, but you've just got to play in what's in front of you. And I think as much as the Man City game showed that we can defend our games, yes, we lost one 0 but the performances are getting there, and the Everton game just showed another one because we performed, kept a clean sheet, scored two good goals, and I think we could have even scored more. And I think going into West Ham now with this under our belt, I think we could easily get a win there. Yeah, and uh, Sam, there was some instances in the game where Everton had chances and if they had a scored, the game would have been completely different. And uh, Everton weren't exactly on the top form, but we also made mistakes, in definitely in the central defensive midfielder in Samari, where um, some on another day against another team, they could have scored and the whole game would have been different. So what do you think about it? Yeah, I think it's like you say, tough game. Was a, I think we played well. I think we had a few good... Chances that like Barnes missed a few, that they could have put away, and I think overall the whole team played well. But I always look at the what could have been improved from a team. Yes, we won, played well two 0 but like say not even just Sumari, Jusby, all there were two liabilities maybe in the team giving the ball away, and I think Danny Ward saved us a few times keeping the ball out of the net. So you said if you watched the highlights, you, there was a few chances where Danny Ward did keep us back in it, and you know. We've got to be careful tomorrow when he just looked lazy, he didn't look like he was on the ball well enough and fans will say we've turned the corner, we like we looked at it, we are still only two points from the bottom three and I know you say we're, then we're ten points away from being in the top six again if the results go our way but like really said we can only play what's in front of us and we've just got to take each game as we've had a, we had a pant start to the season, let's be honest, we've turned it around in good time before the World Cup. 
Uh, with West Ham losing to Crystal Palace at home, bearing in mind, we've, I think we've got all the faith now that we can go there and get three points ourselves. I don't see why not. But as for me, I think Rodgers is... He, I wouldn't say he's turned the corner just yet. i say he's improving, but I wouldn't say turn the corner is the right word because, you know, one loss and of results, we could be back in the bottom three before World Cup. I think we really need to avoid being in that bottom three because uh, West Ham is our next game obviously but after that we've been discussing we've got such a hard run after the World Cup we've got teams that could improve because not only is it coming back into the World Cup we've got January transfer window where teams like I'm sure Newcastle will be improving their team so but, you know there's a lot to think about but from just talking about the Everton game I think we played well but there was still you know some confidence that could be taken into it and also some negatives yeah coming back to the um Everton, Everton game. We'll, we'll move on a bit later about the uh, whether we've improved or not. But I want to talk a bit more about Mendy. That was his 100th appearance for the club yesterday. And he only came on um, for the last 20 minutes. Do you think he goes, really, do you think Mendy goes um, under the radar in Rodgers' eyes? Because I, I still am strongly, I strongly still believe that Mendy is far better than Samare. And I prefer him to Ndidi a lot of the time, when, unless indeed he's on top four. I'd firstly like to say it wasn't Mendy that came on, it was Ndidi. Was it? Yes. I thought Mendy came on yesterday. No, it was Ndidi. Uh, when we sure? saw Sumari come off, I think it was Sumari come off, it was definitely Ndidi who came on. Um, but I, I do agree with you, Mendy is probably our best defensive midfielder at the moment. Um, then again, if Ndidi is on top form, you probably would play him over everyone in that defensive midfielder spot. But... It's a difficult situation because why was Sumari playing against Everton? As much as Robert Rogers likes how he plays, his speed on the game is decent, but he does have mistakes in him. Whereas someone like Mendy is a bit more solid, better at passing, I guess, and you'd probably prefer him in there. So the way I look at it is he's put him in there for that sort of game, thinking he would be the better suited for to play against Everton. But... I, I do agree that Mendy is the better um, player to be in that squad. Yeah, and um, I, I was going to talk a little bit about Madison, whether you think he should be taken to the World Cup. But I think, um, if I just went around the table, I think if I got one word answer, all of us would say yes. And as Leicester fans, I think we would say yes. Whether other fans or Gareth South, Southgate, the man who picks the squad, says yes is different. Mm. But um, moving on a little bit, we'll talk about the West Ham game that's coming on this Saturday. West Ham lost 2-1 in the last minute, I think, to Crystal Palace. Uh, Crystal Palace as well haven't been on their top form, so I think that it's it's a bit of a confidence boost for us to be able to go there and get some get some more points on the board. If we win it, we can go up to, I think, as high as 11th if all the results go our way, which going in from where we were a couple of weeks ago, 20th, to, if we get 11th going to the World Cup, then I think that's a real big confidence boost, and I think it also gives us a boost for the January transfer market where players might be looking at Leicester and thinking, well, mid-table Premier League side, they want to push up a bit more. Um, I think you've got to, sorry, just to cut in a little bit, you're talking about players coming in, I think we need to be really careful of players that leave in January. I think we're going to have a handful of players go in January for a number of reasons. We've got, I think it was about seven or eight players that will be out of contract at the end of this year, the likes of Perez, Tielemans, I think, as a club's point of view, would they rather keep hold of those players for three, four, five extra months to finish the season off, or would they sell them to get some? I'd sell them because the players that are out of contract. You've got Perez, 
next summer, I think it's Perez. I think Vestergaard is. I think Bertrand is. I think maybe Mendy. I'm not sure. I think I think Amati is. Um, I think Tielemans. I, I know Tielemans is. There's six. Out of that six, you'd probably say um, Amati, probably because we're lacking in centre-backs. Mendy's always been a good backup. But like we say, if you've got Ndidi and Samare and, in, and Mendy's sort of been shoved to the sidelines, mm-hmm. then I don't know if he, he stays. But Perez, Bertrand, Vestergaard, they have no, no impact on the I squad. do think, what you're saying, Sam, I think that's probably a, a, a good thing for us because... We need to bring new players in, we couldn't do it in the summer. Um, and now if we get over like the rid of the likes of Perez who we never see play anymore, the likes of Vestigar who we never see play anymore. It means we're getting money in hopefully and more money to spend on yeah. players that we can replace. I think we, when you look at it though, we need to obviously open up this squad for depth, but we can't let all these players go because inevitably they will go in summer for free. So the club's probably going to think how many players can we ship off a few. I even personally, I think, I think a lot of fans said Tiernan's will sign a new contract for Leicester, this, that, and everybody seems happy here. I can't see that. I think come January, if someone like Arsenal or Newcastle offer 5-10 million, we're going to take it because it's 5-10 million better off than zero. And as good as it has been, the club's got to think of it from a money point of view. It would be like, it's wages cut down, it's, you know, it could they could even pay 15 million and these I, contract I, I, could, I honestly could see with how well Tim is playing now, and obviously he play, if he plays one well in the World Cup, I can see his, even though his contract's at, well, he's out of contract by the end of the end of the year, I could see us trying to push for still the 20 to 30 mil, just because of how well he is. And we, we don't want to let him go for that cheap. The way he's playing, I think anyone would want to pay 20 yeah, to 30 mil. Yeah, it's not Newcastle more. would even take it, so it's not just first dibs kind of thing, it's... If Newcastle does pay the say for twenty million for Taylor to go in January, they get him. You know, in summer comes. If when summer comes, he'll be he'll be free, and there'll be loads of people offering him. You know, big contracts and clubs like Arsenal are offering him. You know, maybe four or five year deals on two hundred grand a week because it's not going to cost them anything to sign him from Leicester for free. But with the amount of money the club that Newcastle have got now, cause, like you said, I can see them offering a good chunk of money for him. Mm. I just, I personally, I can't see him signing a new contract to Leicester. As happy as he may look on the pitch, you know, he's not signed the new contract for the past eighteen months. So, he, he, in my eyes, he clearly doesn't want to be at Leicester anymore. He wants to move on to a bigger challenge and a bigger club. Otherwise, he would have signed by now. It's it, this isn't just us saying this now. He might look happy on the pitch and whatnot because there's nothing wrong with him. He could be happy at Leicester and be happy where he's playing. But what, what's stopping him from you know still wanting that bigger move and? It's not just the elements. I think Madison, regardless if he goes to the World Cup, I think this is his last season with Leicester. I think he's got bigger prospects again, even the likes of Newcastle, Arsenal, Man United. I think they'll come back in summertime. He's gone massively under the radar, but the past few weeks I've seen him all over social media saying he shouldn't be going to the World Cup. So I think he, he's last season that Leicester's done again, unless we offer these players massive contracts, you know. I was going to say, this is. Six year contracts on 200 grand a week. This is where I could see someone like. A Fafana sort of thing happening. As much as they probably won't go in the next few years, is it a good thing for Leicester to just shove them a 20-26 contract, make them sign it, and then we'll get bank loads of money if somebody wants to come in for the I next few years? I think that's the best thing to do for someone like Madison, because at the moment in today's market on his contract, we probably would get 50 million for him best, just because his contract, it's all about contracts, it doesn't matter how they play right yeah, now. If that contract's on him, then you If we give him a double. big contract, but you've got to say the thing, he's going to He's going to probably not want to sign the contract if, like, like Tillemans hasn't. He's been holding out because he knows that 
he can get a, I mean obviously it's a lose-lose for Leicester because we lose a player and we're going to sell him for cheaper when he's not on a new contract but it means that he knows at the end of this year he can go to a bigger club and he, he probably does deserve a bigger club than Leicester no offence but you know we're struggling this season I don't think you know 14 players where we are now have been bottom all seasons his quality I don't think it's a lot of these players quality and I don't think it's where we should be after the past few seasons I think as a club we should be higher but like Casper did, we needed to offer something to keep these players here. We needed to offer them Europa spot again. We needed to offer them a bit more than what we have given them in the past two seasons, which is why I can see us losing a few of our key players. Yeah, but I think we've sort of, Leicester is, is a team that has a lot of prospects. I know we've had a bit of a down season and half a season last season, but you know if we're, we're picking it back up slowly, which is where I'm going to come up to whether, whether you think Rogers has turned it around or not. But you know, we, we have the money, we have the facilities, we have the, the squad depth, we have the players to really to be challenging for Europa spots, whether that be Europa League, Champions League or just the conference. I think we have the squad to to play in those competitions and compete. We, we got to the the semi-finals last year mm-hmm. uh, or the year before. Was it, no, it was last year, wasn't it? In the yeah. um, lost conference, to lost to Roma. So um, we've got the squad for it, and I think a lot of players might be thinking, you know, Leicester's not a little incy-beancy stepping stone club as it used to be. We still are a stepping stone club for the bigger players if like Garner and Madison, probably. But the yes. thing is, they, they weren't bigger players when they joined Leicester. The, you got to think a lot of players like Fafana. He even before he came, he said, "This is a stepping." It's a, it's a step yeah, but for with Fafana, it was always going to be a step. It's, so it's that was the whole point. I mean, I've seen a lot of fans. I don't want to say it because I don't want to be mean to Leicester fans, but they are a little delusional in the fact that they keep saying Wat Fai's, or Fai, how we say his name, is better than Fafana. But Fafana's injured right now. He's And for me, if Fai's isn't going to stay for Leicester forever, he, even Fai's has said, this is a great step in my next career. Yeah, I know, but so that's, he's, he's, that's he's where players move. have to. He, he probably move. That's what we have to develop as a club. And yeah, we need to be the ones to. Yeah, we need to be, be the, the ones that want to offer. We need to offer what Man United and Man City can offer. Yeah, but we will, we will never be able to offer that. But then we can't, can't keep these players. We can't keep players. I'm not saying we're going to keep players. I'm saying we need to develop as as a club. So yeah, but these but we have to develop as a club by offering. These different things we can't keep offering. You okay, we'll move on. We'll talk about the West Ham game. Um, I'm just going to ask your score predictions. What you think the score prediction will be? Who you think will be the goal scorer? So, Reedy. Three one to Leicester. I think. Actually, no. I'm going to go for three now. I'm going to be confident. I think we're going to get another clean sheet. I don't know how we're doing at the moment. How how we're keeping seven clean sheets is just ridiculous. So. I want to go for another clean sheet. I'm going to go for a three 0 and I think Daka's going to go on the score sheet. I think Malice will be on the score sheet as well, and then Vardy will come on later on and get a third. Sam, I'm going to go for a two one win to Leicester. Um, scorers, I don't think strikers are going to score. I think we'll probably see a goal from. I'm going to say one from Madison, one from Barnes this week. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening to the podcast this week. Uh, remember to follow us on our socials at Leicester Fan TV, and we'll see you again next week. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them, honestly. 
If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.